Hey, Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great. Let's go. Are you trying to make this catch on now? I don't know. I just want to try it out. It's time for another episode of Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social Preaching Fun. Sitting across from me, Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. And on the knobs and dials, Jacob the audio guy. Scared the shit out of me with the clap. Oh, with the clap, did it pop the thing? No, it's fine. Okay. It just startled me because I wasn't yeah. looking at you. Because it was so awesome? It was amazingly awesome. It scared me. Um, welcome to the big show, everybody. Big uh, show. We were just discussing on the air. Again, we were doing flawed math, which is a signature of our show. Because <laughs> we... we my birthday is today, the day of recording. It was yes. two days ago by the time you're hearing this. Yeah. Um, and uh, my wife got a funny bag that said, 19 million people have a birthday today. Good for you. Which I thought was really funny. And then it committed Paul to trying to do math. When she said, there are 7 trillion people on the on the earth. I didn't say I, that. No, I said trillion. That was, that was Jacob's Jacob, fuck up. Jacob, Louisiana education, Jacob said trillion. Seven billion. And I said seven billion, not because I know the math, only I just know the fun fact that there's between seven and eight billion people on the earth. That's just a thing that people have been keeping track of. Right. And so I uh, then figured, uh, and then we both discussed that it's an imaginary number either way. Like math-wise, yeah, I understand. pretty out there. Like if, and then I said, if I had a billion dollars or a trillion dollars, I understand that I want a trillion dollars. My lifestyle-wise, if changing today, the difference of what I do is probably the same exact thing. I couldn't possibly do more with a trillion dollars than I could with a billion dollars right not now from without, where I am. Not without some serious financial advisors. Yeah, well, of course, and I'd get those. But even then, I'd probably get the same guys that I'd get for a billion dollars I, I feel as like I would for life, a trillion dollars. Your lifestyle as a billionaire and your lifestyle as a trillionaire can't be much different, right? Yeah. There's only so much shit you can buy. I mean, way more point. people would be feeding you grapes for sure. I guess that's yeah. it. The, the, what, you would just have more. Like, Everything what can would you be add more. to the rotation that you can't get for a billion that you get for a trillion? It'd be the same, I'm but it'd curious. be more. That's I'm curious about. You don't own a lot of land, but you don't own more land. Well, we don't have trillionaires, right? We only have multi-billionaires. I, I, think I think we only have multi-billionaires. Yeah. A, tri a trillion is a million billion? A thousand billion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We should. Uh, there's a voice in here that's uh, that's not. That's our Jacob. Show. <laughs> Jacob is special uh, guest. Jacob. He's got a helium switch on his microphone. Mm -hmm. Yep. He just pops back and forth. No, we have a uh, Brian Janay. Am I saying that correctly? That is correct. Brian Janay is here in Hello. the studio. Someone we know or while, but I've, when you go to say their name publicly to, to to thousands and thousands of people, you get scared. You make sure you get yep. it right. Brian Janay is here. Dead it's a unique on. name. Yeah. When when you say it together as one word, it sounds like a weird color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm making oh, what, the walls in here a little Briangene. Yeah, Briangene would be nice. Yeah. I'm going puce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking with puce. Um, so, uh, Brianna's here in studio. Now, Brianna, what, would, what, what could possibly be different with a billion dollars versus a trillion dollars? Uh, I really have no idea. That's I don't a, even want to like travel down that road because it's not even... Eric, in my comprehension, Eric Jefferson. Eric is a pretty pretty consistent listener, so he'll probably write in and tell me about it. But he has a <laughs> he has a really funny argument that basically you have in order to want to be a mega rich, yeah. like in the one percent, you know, because you know the the gap between uh, within the one percent is right. So the one percent and the rest of the world is just abominable right now. Like it's right. a crazy difference. Now even in that one percent, the gap is equal. 
So the top of the one yes. percent within the one percent to the lower half of the one percent is also is crazy. also crazy huge. So the one percent, the one percent, it just has unimaginable money. Wow. What's something like it's just sixty-three people have as much wealth as 50% of the population of the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It, yeah, yeah. It's something like that. It's, it's, it's like they could fit on a school bus type thing. And it's just, and we have to say things like that to get a little bit of a grip of scale. And so yeah. Eric has an argument that you just have to be psychotic. There has to be like a, an actual flaw in your brain to, to, want, to want money that you can't possibly know what to do with. In other words, like to get as much wealth that you couldn't possibly even know where that money could go and what it could do. Is a is some kind of problem that you might have in your brain? He'd say it better than me. It well, is it the problem of owning oil wells? No, because there's there's a, there's a there's a mania that happens when you get into a certain club of the rich. You, at some point, you do just try to get rich to get rich, right? I guess. So let's look at our let's look at our friends Ben and Jerry, right? Our good buddies. Our good buddies Ben and Jerry. Remember, Ben and Jerry did not shut us down. True. When we got shut down, they tried. No, there's a lawyer. Evil. No, but so they they sold Ben and oh, Jerry's. Right. The corporation. Some evil food company that has a big swing and dick law firm in New York mm-hmm. that paid some intern to harass us and send out 16 certified letters yeah, to make right. sure we didn't have it. Uh, this is like episode 14 or something. Oh, that's why I'm like, I don't. I started yeah, listening later. Yeah. An old, old, right when we first started, we got shut down for on iTunes because we our logo parodied Ben and Jerry's, and we got and we got. It was, uh, it was actually it was two years ago. Yep. Yeah. Because it was my birthday. The worst part of it was it was never intended to be our permanent logo. <laughs> yeah. It was a placeholder until I got my brother to design us a logo. That's early was because it's our, our one-year anniversary of April Fool's. So we're literally three weeks into our podcast. Mm-hmm. So like our 10th episode or something like that. We got shut down by, by Ben and Jerry's it lawyers. A, it was a good omen. Yeah. yeah. That's how you shoot into popularity. You got to get Fuck sued yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's make a gigan- take a small ice cream shop and make a gigantic ice cream shop mm-hmm. and right. then sell it. Yes. And so they become citizens that can go get arrested for protesting uh, big money. Right. So they sold out the big money and then go and protest big money. That's right. up to them. They can do that. That's what they do. That to me is sane. You know, they, they work super hard and they sell out and then get the money. And then they're done. And they're done. And they yeah. get to be Ben and Jerry and they get to do little endeavors here and there. They have to do all these things. There are people that don't ever do that. They just... Namely, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Even Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg so shines of wanting to get out of the game to do other things in their lives that are sure. more rewarding, fulfilling, helping worldwide causes and things like that. I think Gates I mean, Steve is... Jobs got out of the game. Right. Yeah, pretty successfully. Oh, boy. <laughs> he took like a really direct route. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> Via oh. carrot juice. Oh. <laughs> oh. That makes me so sad. I guess you read his book, which I haven't, so I'm speaking out of school. So go ahead and correct me right away. Drank a lot of carrot juice. He tried to uh, organically like get rid of his uh, cancer. Yeah, that's yeah. a good call. Mm-hmm. And so apparently, he at one point was just drinking like straight carrot juice, like constantly. Yeah. Now, see, that's that's where I won't have a problem. <laughs> if, should, and when, should the windfall, if and when something comes down the great windfall comes your way well either way a billion or a trillion doesn't matter doesn't matter if the money's you. there if the disease hits whatever i'm not going out drinking carrot juice yeah <laughs> i'm going out eating ben and jerry's probably live longer than any of us no, i thought you were gonna say know. you'd listen to doctors <laughs> That's what taken right. care of. Well, I'd listen to the doctors who would prescribe me Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> and if I had enough money, I could pay those kind of doctors. Yeah, but I think you have the same, basically the same outlook Steve Jobs has. I'd like a fifth opinion. <laughs> <laughs> a fifth pint of opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, Brian, you're here. 
Uh, you are you 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 have a lot of occupations, right? Uh, yeah, I've narrowed it down. Primarily, recently. would yeah. you say you're primarily a minister? Yeah, that's my main source of income. Okay, for sure. I mean, you do stand up. I do. I would not consider that an occupation. You have a hobbyist <laughs> outlet on that. You do it a lot, yeah. though, right? Not really as much recently. Like in the past couple of months, I've just like fallen stopped. off. That mm-hmm. happens. No, no, no. That happens. That happens with a lot of stuff. It's a grind. It's a really it's hard. The hardest path to, to of any kind of artist, I think, is trying to be a successful stand-up comedian. It's really hard. I think the thing that was most difficult for me about why I kind of stopped going to open mics was because you see the same people over and over again. Mm-hmm. Not that they're bad people, but you get tired of hearing the same jokes over and over again. Absolutely. And, and I got and tired telling of saying jokes. the same yes. jokes over yeah. and over again. That's yeah. exactly why I did improv instead of stand-up, because I always thought stand-ups made up new jokes all the time. That's, well, and yeah. some do, but not, I mean, they have set routines. And I, that blew my mind when I figured that out. It's as a just kid. A, yeah, yeah. But here's just more of like a, a we're not we're a tiny city. We're not a big city. In, yeah, New, in New yeah. York, you know, you can go to like five open mics a night. You know, right. and yeah. do different audiences there. A lot of new people too. Right. You know, and so it's 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 easier to kind of keep keep uh, sharpening your tool. But what you're saying is not necessarily even just about. It's just that you don't feel like you're getting sharper doing that, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, like. I had a gig a little while ago with Will Edwards. Am I allowed to name drop? Sure, please. Oh, I can't believe you worked with Will Edwards. (laughs) I know. Breaking news. Kaboom. That's That's the guy that... That's about uh, as big as it gets for me. You heard it here first, Mm -hmm. ICS. Mm -hmm. That's the guy that talks to dead people, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's that guy, yeah. (laughs) I had to keep reminding myself not to call him that name. What's the other guy's name? John Edwards. John John Edwards, Edwards, yeah. I'm like, don't call him John Edwards. Don't call him John (laughs) Edwards. But yeah, I did the show over there and I was like, I didn't, I maybe wrote a couple of new jokes for like a 10 minute set and I was just like, it was fun and I kind of miss it. I'm I'm not done with it. No. But I just, yeah. I kind of just got out of it. But if you go to open mics here in town for two months, you've seen everybody that does open mics. Yes, exactly. You've, and you've seen him twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah more than twice. <laughs> more than yeah. twice, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then do you do you uh do you feel like you improve? I was actually thinking about that earlier and I was like, I don't I had my very first set ever was not it was only a little over a year ago. Right. And I felt like it went pretty well. And I think that the energy that I had, just because I was so like nervous and excited to do it for the first time, was really something that i tried to get back to later on yeah because the more i did it the more i kind of fell into this like you know cynical comic delivering jokes a little more slowly type thing yeah that wasn't doesn't really work for me as well well i know like because there's definitely um a thing that comes up for you know like larger venues and stuff they call someone like a club comic and this for people who are accomplished and really making a living at it but they don't like they're used to surviving. Their whole act is based on a certain sized audience and being able to see the crowd and talk to people and stuff. And so when they go to larger venues, they don't do well. Mm-hmm. So they can't see the crowd and they can't interact because you can't hear that oh, person. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, he's good. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's just a, he's a club comic. You know, like he's stuck mm-hmm. in that. And they're successful and you know their names and stuff, but they can't, they, they don't know how to make that act go to a different place or whatever. But I imagine the same thing on a smaller scale for if you just do open mics, eventually you're just going to sort of have tactics that make you survive open mics more than maybe grow as a writer and a comic. So was it always you delivering the jokes or was it an exaggerated version of you or was it 
a character? No, it was never a character. I always tried to be like genuine to how I was feeling, but I think most of the times my jokes worked better if I was like more energetic mm. rather mm. than like kind of mopey. But I mean, you can't be that way all the time. No. So that's hard. Now, the only success I had with stand up was when I was doing a character. Yeah. Yeah. I think improv is more difficult than stand up. No. Nah. No way. Well, know. maybe that's just because I can't do improv. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 they're, they're different disciplines. But. If you did stand-up for a year and you did improv for a year, I imagine you'd feel a lot more comfortable with improv after a year. Yeah. Well, I have such a like tremendous respect for what you guys do because you go up there and you just create everything from scratch. And like... Yeah, we're hacks. <laughs> we're hacks. I can back him well, up on yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. But no, um, but like I... I've, it's easier for me to just go, okay, we're going to hit these points. And at no point, if, if I ever feel like I'm up there and I'm like, oh shit, I forget what goes next. That's the most terrifying feeling in the world. And I feel like that's what kind of drives you guys, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I mean, specifically the bucket show is set up to, Paul and I know how to do, like when we go on a cruise ship, you, if you see our cruise ship show, it's, it's, it's a, it's a walk in the park. Mm -hmm. We, we use very safe games. We really kind of just you press know, all the home run buttons. Yeah, we just know to knock out the games in a certain way and stuff. So there's a very safe way to do improv. Short form has the luxury, on a lot of ways, of having success built in if you yeah. play it right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the bucket show, as we do it, is is meant to actually challenge us, both by just doing a two person version of a show that typically is done with four to six people, mm -hmm. and then uh, and even just the third person even is super helpful. You know, uh, just from rhythm and, and, and being able to uh, add scene dynamics and things like that. Yeah. Um, so we specifically came up with the bucket show to make it challenging for ourselves. Um, and with that, that's why it's a weekly show that we do late night and you pay whatever you want because we're not trying to make that the grand endeavor. No. If a casino came to us tomorrow and wanted to do a show, we go right back to doing the cruise ship show, mm -hmm. you know, that we're going to do night in and night out. Yeah, be more polished. I'm interested in seeing this cruise ship show. If well, only there was a way it, we could it, all go on a cruise you, together. No, you probably have seen. Like, anytime we've packed the house saying there's going to be producers in the house, we've done the safer show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it's fine. It's well, fine. then I have no idea what the difference is. No, you would. An improviser would. Yeah. Only an improviser would be like, oh, that game's easy, that game's hard. But when right. you're just watching, you don't know which games are easy, which ones are hard. Which game is the hardest game? The hardest game is Triple Threat. Triple Threat for us. Yeah. Do you want to know a secret? Yeah. That's my least favorite game that you guys do. I know it is. That's not a secret at all. Oh, really? It's everyone's. Well, it's, it's, well, it's, it's definitely not now. Because it's not got the highest success rate. That's it's why. Got a, it doesn't have. A, it's, it's hard. It's got the lowest success rate of any game we do in the bucket show. But when it hits, it's like a drug That's to Paul true. and I. Yeah. When yeah. Paul and I get in a groove on Triple Threat, it is feels fucking awesome. It's really fun. And it's the part of the brain that is the joke writing brain and not the acting brain. And so in terms of Paul and I getting jobs... <laughs> like here's the thing so like here's an example I had to turn around and in two weeks time write welcome back to fool us a show where magicians try to fool Penn Teller for a chance to win a trip to Vegas and perform with Penn and Teller I had to write 25 65 versions of Jeez. that oh my God. for a season right and so it's absolutely my triple threat brain that just tries to find a specific word and then make three jokes that turn on that word, then take another word and make three jokes that turn on that word and then turn the, the whole joke inside out and see if I can come about it differently. And so everything that I've done as a professional writer is from being able to shut everything else off and just have that joke writing brain. And that game makes us do that. I should play that game by myself. 
Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a good exercise. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the truth is that any other improv show, you we, we used to say this at the intro, we don't anymore. You would just play one of those games, and so it's much easier to get in a rhythm with the audience. If you're going to do 185, just as 185, the audience doesn't expect dirty jokes; they expect puns. So you can get into a nice groove with that <clears> much throat> more throat> easily. And that the other games, you know, same with innuendo and and they call me. But Paul and I trying to do all three. There's a different approach to all of them. So we get a suggestion: is, is the, the, the three of us going three different ways at a thing at the same time? Mm-hmm. It's just a challenge for us to do that game. That's all. I'm yeah. not. I I feel bad that I even said that. I'm not no. trying to discourage you guys. From, I love no, the no. bucket show. By the way, I, I think you should. So I think you should boo every time that game comes up. <laughs> Just boo all the way through it. Except they'll get it, and then everybody else in the audience will be like, well, what's wrong with this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, guys, it's cool. I'm on the inside. It's an inside yeah. joke. It's inside joke, guys. It's inside joke. <laughs> and uh, Paul's, Paul likes the game so much, he's even tried to make us play it in environments where we should not play it. Like the Sunday <laughs> like literally Assembly. literally anywhere but a stage. <laughs> we were a mixed company, we mixed did kids it. and stuff. We did it at the at the, at the Slammer party. We clean. It's hard to make it clean. It is hard to make it's it clean. It's hard to make it clean. Yeah, I can imagine. It's hard to make it funny. Bucket uh, show at Art Square Theater now at 11.30 on Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah. The, the new late time will help it's us. It's going to get so filthy. It's going to be really <laughs> filthy. I mean, it was already filthy. It's, it's going to just it's get really so filthy. filthy. Um, so, Brianna, when did you become a minister? Uh, I got ordained in 2013, but I didn't officially do my first like legal wedding ceremony until... A uh, little over a year ago, it was actually okay. not far away from here. But so, so you, you kind of got into stand up and being a minister at the same time, then. Sort of, exactly right. Yeah. Um, up until then, when you're, you're going the Sam on... Kennison route. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, same thing. Um, no, I started off at I got hired as an actor at the Cosmopolitan in 2013, and they wanted actors to do. They just basically wanted to pay us less to do um, <laughs> vow renewals and like fake ceremonies okay. so that like, you know, you don't have to be ordained to do that. Okay. So they would pay us an hourly wage. Oh, and I then, just had a moment of, I thought you were about to say that you worked with me at Rose Rabbit Live. Oh, as, no, I did. I did. Wait, you were there? Yeah, I was an usher there. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I did that I was, too. I was just saying like, oh, I just had this fear when you said you worked at the Cosmopolitan that you were about to say that we worked together there. Uh, yeah, and then, then, then yeah. I liked working at the Cosmopolitan so much that I was like, well, I want to keep working here. I think it's pretty. So as soon <laughs> as they pretty. started uh, doing the Rose Rabbit place. Lie thing mm-hmm. is right around when the the pop-up wedding chapel closed. Ah. And so I started working at Rose Rabbit Lie for... <laughs> I hope I hope I spoke to you and was nice to you when we worked there together. I'm sure you were. I remember like everybody in the cast and the crew being really nice. Okay, it good. was a fun job, um, aside from all the standing around that being an usher entails. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And they hired us based on... They, they put out like a release for auditions for the ushers because they wanted performers who were ushers and they wanted to somehow incorporate the ushers into the show which like yeah, didn't they had, really they had work. grand plans for that yeah it didn't really work the way that they had anticipated at all they both had grand plans and depending on which actor it was some people played that conservatively in their personal life saying what gig they have and yeah. other people were saying like i'm in rose rabbit live i'm an actor at rose rabbit live oh god and then really? they were just an usher yeah <laughs> right I mean, no that was i was tough... pretty clear about i'm an usher yeah like... <laughs> no no it was tough because they because they, they believed the grand plan thing. right yeah, uh, well, what they what they quickly realized was that if you have ushers that are actors, then you don't have ushers, and you need ushers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you well, kind of need that. And then you get a lot of 
prima donna ushers who are like, I'm They're, too yeah. good for this. And <laughs> yeah, I'm, you want me yeah, to see yeah. people? I, I'm an opera singer. Yeah, and yeah, which no. is fair, I guess. But um, mm. yeah, <laughs> go the back. Go find our Casey Wilson episodes for a lot of great behind the scenes oh. and old episodes of when so that all went down with oh, uh, yeah. Rose Rabbit Lie and. Uh, the best thing ever was the very last performance of oh Rose. yeah that was that was so much fun there was confetti the la- everywhere the last night when we knew that we were all being fired the next day <laughs> that was what the show should have been every night that was a blast I bet that was incredible it oh, was a I, mess I just oh I just spoke to this is completely off the rails now but I just spoke to someone the other day uh, this maybe a week ago I had this conversation so we had these ping pong ball cannons in the yes. show and just littered ping pong balls everywhere and these big pneumatic cannons that just spray thousands of ping pong balls i mean hundreds of pounds Out of, of things ping pong that look like uh junkyard instruments they're yes. like these weird trumpet looking oh things. they were beautiful they were they were really cool uh so the last night a we loaded confetti and glitter like real life glitter oh, into those cannons <laughs> along with the ping pong balls so glitter. we're just spraying glitter on everyone oh. and it was awful i had glitter on me for weeks yeah <laughs> that stuff does not go away but so but we, so that last night we sprayed um it, it was like 200 pounds of ping pong balls and about 50 pounds of confetti <laughs> And when you say 50 pounds, it doesn't sound like much until you realize that you're just talking about little squares of tissue paper. Right, yeah, yeah. So 50 pounds. 50 pounds is like a room full of confetti. Yeah. Yeah. I went home and I like took off my dress and it was just like, oh, there's another party here. (laughs) But but that happened at the end of the second show in the night and there's still a third show that has to happen after that's over with. So there's a cleanup period. And so what everyone did was we had these stages. We had multiple stages in the room that that all were on lifts. And so they just lifted the stages up above where they normally went. So there was a space oh, and a hole and underneath. Hole. And they just took the brooms oh, no. and swept every all these ping pong balls. <laughs> I didn't know that. Hundreds of pounds of ping pong balls and <laughs> confetti and glitter into these holes. And apparently those got opened up like a couple of weeks ago. Because oh, I mean, the club is still there. For a while. And it, they it's just so found just like, of, this graveyard of, of ping pong balls. <laughs> Jeez. I was just like, "Fuck this shit! Have fun trying to clean up this right. mess." Well, they were—that's yeah. exactly what it was because yeah, they were—they were, were making people go through like body searches and stuff before they left. Yeah, you know, oh, the yeah, cast and yeah. stuff were subjected to. Were you subjected to that too? I actually wasn't working that night, but I was like, oh. "I am not gonna miss this." So I showed up, and it was more fun for me because I didn't actually have to. Right? Work. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. W- working there that night was a lot of fun. <laughs> Because Ross was just uh, Ross, the the owner of the production company, was just walking around with shots and just handed shots to the oh, wow. cast and crew members and just getting everybody drunk and just yeah, having a, a lot of it was just a party. Escapades. Yeah, that it was, was just a party that we invited ticket holders say, to. Ross is speak world. He believes in having a drink. Oh, that is for sure. He does. <laughs> Ross absolutely it's does. It's time to whip out the drinks. He he's all for it. Yep. Uh, it's good to have a boss like that. Yeah. I think. When it's time to drink, it's time to drink. Well, yeah. He's Australian. Yeah. Yeah. What are you yeah, gonna do? Yeah, mm-hmm. Give a shit. Um, Everybody gets a shot. Go ahead. As soon as I said the word Australian, I regretted it. We all just got fired. Just take any shot if you haven't had one yet. Yeah. Raise your hands, everybody. I said Australian. What? Fuck. So God dumb. damn it. So dumb. God damn. So, uh, you become a minister Foster's after this debacle. Um, I actually. Foster's I, for all. <laughs> I got ordained um, 
during while I was working at the pop-up wedding chapel at the Cosmopolitan because they were bringing in just it was a case. regular wedding chapel okay. too so they were bringing mm-hmm. in um now you're an actor right you I mean you were because you didn't get to stand up you, you want to be an actor as by trade um like I just I, I feel like I'm mostly an actor like that's yeah. the thing mm-hmm. that I mostly well, I'm saying, like before to. you tried stand up and, and while you're being a minister yeah, you're trying to audition for a show and trying to be yeah okay yeah i still Breon, do tony and tina yeah yes. brian and i did tony and tina's together and she still does tony yeah we did uh another crazy show years ago we did cartoon we did cartoon that over at so the fun. onyx with uh john bean you did that really funny that was a nutty show uh the show that won best of fringe out here the pie one Huh? I don't know. No, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't in that. You're but in that I one? did do. I was in uh, Dick Johnson Private that's Eye. Dick yeah, Johnson Private that one Eye. Best of Fringe two years in a row. Right. Hey. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yep. Boom. First name dropping now. War dropping. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so this is all I got. So because of that, when you start getting into the minister thing, is it just a gig for you, or like when does it does it ever change for you? Like when you when you get to do like basically you get to see really emotional personal things at close range right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely it's actually it's really funny i talk about this a lot because i try to get other actor friends who are like looking for you know some steady income and a like good solid job to get into it because the similarities between uh being a wedding officiant and being an actor are so there's so many similarities it's crazy yeah mm-hmm. because it's a lot of you, you have to memorize things well depending on what kind of minister you are i'm i'm the chapel i work at i'm not gonna say which one it is but it's kind of like the mcdonald's of wedding chapels okay so you're not spending a lot of time that could be too hard for the audience to realize it's the mcdonald's wedding chapel yes <laughs> there it is oh. <clears throat> exactly um mcmarried <laughs> We got these plastic toys too. We do have a drive through, so yeah. yeah. Super size your well, bouquet. People make that joke over and over again. They're like, oh, can I get bread for that? I think we're coming to your wedding chapel <laughs> in like two before. weeks for someone's wedding. Really? Uh huh. Oh. Are they allowed to request you? Yes. Oh. Request request beyond. There we go. Because here's so you get into this we gig. We have to find out if it is the same one that they get off. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so you kind of get into this gig, and then when does the legalizing of gay marriage happen? Okay, so <laughs> what happened was I got ordained in 2013. I didn't do my first wedding until um, like summer or actually it was April of 2015. And then uh, gay marriage got legalized June 26th of 2015. And then I got a job at a chapel mid-July because okay. they were in okay. such dire need of people who are cool with doing same-sex marriages. This is fascinating. Okay, mm-hmm. so she just described this wedding chapel. They have drive throughs They ha- mm-hmm. they call it the McDonald's of wedding. They do whatever. They'll brag about the number of weddings they do for a year, and all of a sudden, gay marriage gets I, be- I bet there are people dressed like Elvis performing ceremonies. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and then those people aren't necessarily cool with doing gay weddings. Mm-hmm. At least enough mm-hmm. that they had to hire more people. That's yeah, what I'm saying. We're, I, we're definitely the minority. And at my chapel, I'm the only female minister who does same sex. So that works out for me because a lot of a lot of same sex couples want a female minister. So oh, yeah, awesome. So good for me. Yeah, exactly. And so, 
that's why she's not naming the chapel. She doesn't want somebody else, another some other female <laughs> minister that's cool with that's it coming it. in. And exactly. Well, I think getting on her yeah. territory. I'm not. Well, uh, never mind. I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. We'd rather. I'd rather get the stories than the than the name of the chapel. So. Uh, so from that moment on, how many weddings do you do? Um, I last year I haven't counted how many I've done this year, but between July and December thirty first of two thousand fifteen, I did eight hundred and seventy five weddings. Whoa! Woo. <laughs> that is a bigger number than I was expecting you to yeah. say. That's it was a bigger number than I expected when I was I was totaling it all up for tax stuff because you know gotta get slammed with that yeah and yeah i was just like holy shit it that's was a lot 875 you get paid I, per wedding yes that's Good. excellent <laughs> i when i that's was 800 uh, in I your just, pocket was, at a dollar a wedding <laughs> it was just unbelievable hey sometimes two dollars right <laughs> at star trek the experience i stood in on a lot of weddings right only probably a hundred maybe after all was said and done for yeah. all those years right as a Klingon and just standing by to watch not officiating in any way uh I can't imagine 800 good gravy in a year that's a lot yeah they're really fast they have we have to be fast oh, okay Valentine's Day was insane oh it was all hands on deck I did about 19 weddings that day and they Woo. when I first started working there they're like oh it's slow and I was like I can't I can't I haven't peed in like seven hours I'm like I haven't eaten anything like it yeah. can get really crazy in there mm-hmm. it can get wow. really nuts now I mean that's the thing when, when people talk about like you know like gay marriage is at least the very least good for the economy it specifically created your economy it did mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean it really did like it's yeah. just fascinating like in terms of like you're you're one of the cases of you know the benefits yeah i highly doubt i would have ever gotten a job at this chapel right maybe somewhere else i have no idea but i doubt that it would have been as easy for me to just slip into because a lot of these are family owned and people who are like you know have been in it for years right and it's kind of more difficult to break into for me it was like hey i do this and they're like you're hired so it was awesome yeah Yeah. you fit you fit the, the bill so now, it's interesting, though, because obviously the owners then were not opposed to having same-sex marriages in their in their facility. I don't think that they are allowed to, to do that. I'm not positive, but I know uh, that it would be... Discriminatory. Uh, yeah. It'd and be I, another headache. I don't know that it was like an ideological, like, coming, uh, evolving kind of a right. thing as much as a, um, well, all the other chapels are doing it. and Right. Just a money thing. Yeah. yeah. Checks yeah. Clear. And yeah. it's the kind of thing where maybe you don't have to be um, opposed to it, but maybe you still feel icky about it. Right? <laughs> sure. Because that's what we run into. We, that's the, most of the things, you know, all these things that we hate about transgender with their bathrooms and stuff. It's like, right. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with people with their genitals. Let's make a law. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> when you phrase it that way, I actually feel a little uncomfortable about it now. Yeah. <laughs> look at my pussy, Jacob. Okay, so... Um, uh, if you see any like this voice, it sounds gross. No, but, you know, so they, they, might not, they might feel like they're not maybe able to enthusiastically deliver, you know, their product. I think I, as far as I know, they cannot force a minister to do a same-sex marriage if they are against Opposed. doing right. it. Yeah. I mean, what I understand is any minister kind of anywhere doesn't have to do any wedding that they don't want to do. Exactly. Exactly. You could turn away somebody because I, I mean, I could lose my license if somebody's under the influence of anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have to be very wary. Why have you ever had to shut it down? 
what was that have you ever had to shut it down i've come very very close okay um there was an incident where they had had drinks before dinner and i was like listen if you're if you're drunk i can't do this ceremony. they weren't drunk but like they're like no we're fine we live together we've been planning this for a while and i was like i had to talk to them for a while i'm like if mm-hmm. if this comes back to me i'm done Right, right. Yeah, so that's no good. That's so funny because the reputation, of course, is that you come to Vegas, get hammered, and accidentally get married. Well, yeah, if you right. watch that's the Friends really episode, not like that. Is it, does it does it come close to happening? Are you the first line of defense or the last line of defense? Um, it's ultimately up to me, and the wedding coordinators are always like, "It's your decision." So. Okay. If it was... <laughs> what coordinators sound like they passed the buck a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean... Just ring that register. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so do you... So like I'm saying, so like, have have they ever intervened before it even got to you? Like, they're like, no, you're drunk, get out of here. Um, I'm sure that it's happened. Uh, I usually work in the morning, so it's not as mm. much of a problem for me. Oh, okay. But I have done some closing shifts before where i've seen some stuff and but i haven't turned anyone away yet people are they people come in and they tell jokes and then they they leave and then there's the people that come in and they joke around and then they somber up really quickly when it's time to like actually do the thing oh right because it's like it is serious you're Mm -hmm. you know right this is the legal thing you're dedicating your lives to each other like be serious and then my ceremony have you seen people shut it down what do you mean? Like, like, uh, to, like just, stop it themselves? Like when they go, like, what are we doing? We should not do this. No, I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. Um, the one thing that I, I've never had anybody like not show up. But there was one time when we were like, okay, well, the four thirty isn't here. They were supposed to be here an hour ago, and then we got a call, and the woman's like, yeah, we broke up, and like they'd already put all the money oh, down. Oh no, like, oh, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, and it was like a, it was uh, it was a pretty expensive wedding. To I want expensive for a chapel, right? So. Sure. So they got the Cadillac or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm gonna go in here for a minute. Multiple uh, Elvi. Sing, <laughs> sing a little song for you. When you realized, you know, it, it, sure it's fun and kind of interesting to be officiating weddings. When it became about you becoming the gay go-to minister for 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 gay marriages, did it change for you? Did the occupation change for you? Um. No, because it was never really an occupation to me until I got hired because of that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it really dawned on me that there was such a serious need until um, they started calling me when I was like not working and they needed me to come in because they had a same sex walk in. So I was like, oh, you guys really just don't do it. You guys really need me. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a couple other ones, but there's only like three of us at the chapel that I work at. So. Wow. Yeah. Out of, out of how many? Uh, how I many? believe nine. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But uh, I did the, I think it was the the 2000th same-sex couple. Okay. There was like, my mom sent me a text and she was like, oh, they just gave the, the marriage license to the 2000th same-sex couple. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then they walked in and because I was working and they yeah. were like, hey, we're the 2000th same-sex couple. I was like, uh, get the fuck out of here. That's cool. so cool. My mom yeah, just texted rad. me about you guys. Yeah, I did. I told him. I was like, this is exciting. That's cool. It was awesome. Now, the reputation, of course, of Vegas being silly and you talking about getting him in and out. Are you affected by the emotionally by this stuff? Sometimes, yeah. I because we do vow renewals too. The 
<laughs> I did a vow renewal for a couple. It was their 50th anniversary. Wow. And I was, we had one of the Elvises and he was, he was doing a great job and he was singing. I cannot remember what song he was singing, but just, they were so very much still in love with each other. Probably and I trap, was just right? like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the that. one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is a, a, a sweet song. Oh, it's, it's the lyric. A, it's a great one for weddings. They, you know, people have requested that oh, song, and oh, I'm yeah. like, this is really weird. Yep. Why no, do you want this one for your wedding? They don't understand it. <laughs> Like, or they understand it perfectly. Oh yeah. Or they. Or they go. Yeah. We, <laughs> or they're just realists. I mean, if yeah. you know, if you're coming up on, <laughs> if you're coming up on fifty years, you contrap ain't nothing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Highway to hell is closer. <laughs> I actually have to officiate a wedding. I was I was asked to officiate my brother in law's wedding in That's May. That's awesome. And uh, I've done one before, uh, a while ago. So long, so much so much long ago that I don't, I don't really. I'm still kind of scared about doing it. So what, any advice for me to do my, my, my wedding? Well, you know, you know, your what did you say? Yeah, my brother-in-law bro- and his fiance. Yeah, yeah. fiance. My you, well, you brother. know them really well, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I would just draw from what you know about them. Right. And, I mean, my ceremony that I made, I just kind of like, I went online and I picked different things and I kind of cherry picked and made one that was uh um that had a good flow to it and okay. it had a through line like the, it, it kind of told the story even though it was like kind of this frankenstein ceremony it mm-hmm. still had this like now you're in now we're in we want a frankenstein ceremony we're in that. <laughs> now we're listening i like i like starting things off with quotes yeah i feel like it's powerful but um yeah you know them better so you know if you do you ever throw out fake quotes just to fuck with people? <laughs> just to see if I'm they know. I'm sure that yeah, I yeah. have on accident because there's so many quotes online that are They're attributed to people. Yeah, that yeah. Are, it you know, was Abraham Frankenstein's monster <laughs> who once said, No, he did say that. Mr. Madigan, that was actually the Bride of Frankenstein. Yes, the Bride of Frankenstein. I'm sorry to misquote that. I believe it was Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, who said, It's alive! And this marriage between you two is alive. You guys are alive. It is lightning has struck, and you guys are animated. (laughs) He later went on to say, "What have I done? (laughs) What have I wrought? God is punishing me. (laughs) You are like the left and right bolt on the neck of life." (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I think we figured it out, Matt. Just horror movie quotes. If you could, if you could do a ceremony. With nothing but quotes from Nightmare on Elm Street movies, yeah, that would be awesome. People, I bet there's someone out there that wants that. That wants that. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Oh, I would. The do first that. wedding I ever did was like they. It was on Pi Day, and so they wanted, you know, they they wanted Princess Bride stuff in there, See? and they wanted pie stuff in there, mm-hmm. and so, yeah. Pun it up. Um, what are some of the strangest requests you've gotten to tailorize uh, a particular ceremony? People mostly don't have like too many specifics that they want sometimes they want a certain kind of blessing okay um or a certain song which is easy um i think the weirdest thing is when people come in and i have to do like four vow renewals at once and that's kind of difficult oh they all renew at the same time yeah so there's like 
eight people and they all want their vows renewed at the exact same time. So it's a bunch of friends. Oh, it's couples. about like a time of day. Uh, so like at like 4.44 p.m. or something like that. Oh, yeah. We get that too. Like people are want these, it the, right these, at one eleven. Are like, these all friend couples or they're, they're just people that just like we're all doing this at the same time? They're all friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, usually yeah, yeah. they're all friends. They say strangers getting their vows renewed together would be a little weird. Because you have to kind of oh. you have to get like an appointment or I mean you have like. Uh, we, no, we take walk-ins. So, so when you have four couples at once, do you like stand in the middle like a compass and you're like north, east, <laughs> south, west? It's hard because it's like so many names. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I had to do a wedding for uh, a couple, and they were they were both hard of hearing, and um, they could they could lead, they could read we are lips. gathered here today no they what? were almost like completely deaf so oh it was God, it was awesome. really difficult and they they were like we read lips and i was like trying to really you know use my lips as much as possible <laughs> because i don't if i had to learn i wish i knew sign language but there are so many language barriers there are so many people from all over the world and i'm just like i've learned a few new things of like how to say prayer or prayer in uh in french and german and stuff like that la but prayer la prayer plie. Uh, plie? Plie. 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 Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. That that's about as French as it thinks it, as it gets. Pretty fucking French. Now, how, <laughs> uh, now when you've gone back to Tony and Tina's wedding, now as a as a as a minister, do you have some critiques for that wedding as well? Do you maybe <laughs> want to like spice that one up? Is oh, it weird God. that no matter where you go, you're surrounded by this idea <laughs> of weddings? It's been like that for probably the last four years. I'm just like everything is. And then I at one point I was doing uh, marriage can be murder at the D. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so, so you it was really just, just oh, a trifecta. Fake I don't know you how this niche. happened. It just kind of. I would have never, as a kid, I would have never gone like, oh, yeah, one day I want to be a wedding officiant. I really want to be a, a minister. This is something that totally just. I kind of fell into and it yeah. worked perfectly. I mm-hmm. love doing it. Um, yeah, it's very fulfilling. Now, this is much better than retail. It's much better than retail. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Mm-hmm. I went from Sunglass Hut to a chapel and it was like, wow, the level of respect I get uh-huh. here is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish you still worked at Sunglass Hut. I just scratched my lenses the other day. I actually <laughs> wanted to renew my vows at Sunglass Hut. I could, so. I could, I could, zero shits about sunglasses. So that was a really hard job for that me. Would be yeah. tough. Um, now you're not married yourself. No. Uh, you, do you, eventually do you want to be? Yeah. Right. Be, yeah. No, no. So now that you've been through all of this, you have like, do you want to get like as far away from all this <gasps> oh, as possible? Oh God, I have want to have nothing to do with Tony. No, there may be no songs from Tony and Tina's wedding at my wedding. <laughs> not one. That's what I was and say. I don't like, I, I, I like Elvis. I, I'm not like a super crazy Elvis fan, but I'm yeah. going to try and stay away from that as much as possible. Yeah, like too. I really think you want to do like a beach or an island or something. Just not. Just any. Yes. So you're thinking like small or. Um, I probably like 60 people. Okay. You have a big fan. What was that? Do you I? Big fan? No, but my significant other does. He's uh-huh. also a scoop. Oh, yeah. I'm a double scoop. Yeah, JB, shout JB's, out. JB, JB's also a stand-up comedian. Yes, yes that's and how a nice guy. He picked me up at the airport one time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he comes to the bucket show. Both of you come to the bucket show yeah. all the time. We're gonna call him significant other scoop. <laughs> well, he's the one who told me about. He's the one who told me about your that your basically your business boomed once gay marriage became legal. Well, he's yeah. He's the one who told me about the story. You know, um, that's not necessarily true. Uh oh. Because when I first started Look out working, significant at, other scoop. <laughs> you're full of shit, Jay. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um. No, when I first started working at the chapel, I didn't do a same-sex marriage until like maybe 
a month in and i was oh, like okay. i'm like is this ever gonna happen or what's going on um but yeah then it then they started rolling in so okay. it was weird i was like do you, you guys know that it's legal right like <laughs> hey guys hey come out come on you guys do just it waving them in from the street <laughs> you know you can come in here now <laughs> They were like totally. They were like, we really want gay marriage to be legalized, and then it's legalized, and they're like, I don't know, man. Oh, that's a great Key and Peele sketch. Is great where they where they and this is before it was legalized. Uh, Key and Peele did a sketch where they're on the White House and one, the gay couple talking about it, and then all of a sudden, like, can you believe it? Gay marriage was legalized, and the one guy's like, I can't believe it, we're getting married. And the other guy's like, I really can't believe it. I can't believe that it's possible. Oh fuck! <laughs> we like, actually uh, have to do this. One now. guy's flipping out, and the other's totally hesitating uh-huh. to get married. It's great. Um, um, I had I did a vow renewal for a, a same sex couple. Then they got married in the UK, which they legalized it before us. Yeah, so yeah they're kind I was of like, I've of the never game. done one of these before because it hasn't huh? even been a year since. Right, right. It was legalized. We're renewing it anyway, every month. Come, <laughs> yeah. back Come on, twice a week. I like Elvis music. I like Cadillacs. Let's do this. <laughs> Keeping it set. There's a lot of gay couples. It's just that how we just spend like, our Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of gay couples that had been together for like 20 years. Sure. And so finally they were like, well, I guess we should just go and do this. And it's always like pretty low key. Like I did a double wedding for two lesbian couples and they were like, they're like, yeah, just make it as quick and easy as possible. They were in a limo and like they let me come in the, wim- the limo oh, with them and nice. do the ceremony. That was really rad. It was. That's the thing. Yeah. And we're, this is actually, you brought up something that makes made me realize this is fascinating because you are, this is the... There won't be another time in history where you'll have these couples that have been committed to each other for so long right. and have considered themselves married amongst themselves yeah. or with their friends. You know, there's beautiful stories of people mm-hmm. kind of having their own ceremonies in their backyards and stuff with their friends just to say, we're committed to one another. Right. And then finally just taking that step when some people find it to be this wonderful thing and some kind of people consider it like, I guess we should do this arbitrary thing. But now, kids growing up now of all, you know, of all sexualities will just know that they can do it. Yeah. And so there won't be that, what you just described, there won't, won't be that be transition that. time, no. Well, yeah. there will come the day when men and ducks can get married. That's true. And so, I mean, once once we have that, you know, that'll really be the last hurdle. And when we're there, Paul will be the minister. Oh, <laughs> I'll do it. Um, as a Klingon. If the money's right. As a Klingon. Uh, how much Paul to officiate a wedding as a Klingon? Eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand dollars is my feet. Well, but I mean, for you, thirty-five. If they provide the uniform, that's a whole other thing. I was gonna say, yeah, just that's getting the The makeup is imagine be a little little involved as well. It's a good hour and a half of prep time. Oh, yeah. If I really want to do it right, I got to the point where I could do it in forty-five minutes from street to yeah, Kronos. If I was really cooking, did they pay you for putting the makeup? They did give us makeup okay, pa- time, but it, it went makeup from, putting on time. It went from two hours to an hour. In the time that I worked there. That's yeah. almost half. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, right on half. They, gave, they went from oh, giving yeah. you a trillion hours to get it done versus a billion I think, that, honestly, like when they first started, like the guys had like almost two and a half hours to get prepped out. And then they started to cut it back year by year. And then it got down to like an hour and 15 or something like it's that. It's because some producer walked into the makeup room and was like, you guys are just in here drinking. You guys are fucking <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, no, that, that was a great gig. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, the weddings there, we, we got efficients in from chapels around town uh a couple of different ones some of them were completely like whatever some of them wore captain shirts and did the whole nine and it was again it's that kind of thing it's like some preachers were not comfortable dressing up like a star trek character in the slightest yeah some people were like 
no, this has this has to be about the Lord. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. It's like, dude, you're in Star Trek. We're the in experience space at the Hilton. Yeah. yeah, we're on the moon with a bunch of goofballs. Well, I wonder how much um, how much information they're given before they were sent over to do. It would I would vary. Like, I would like to think none. It would vary. <laughs> it would vary, and it was like you know, it depend on just like with you guys, there were different levels of packages, and you could go for. The, the bigger package would usually get the guy who was ready to wear his James Kirk outfit and just <laughs> go for it. Scoop, please uh, go ahead and cut out. Uh, the bigger package would usually get the guy as a drop for a fall. Uh, <laughs> just, just send that on into me. And the, the lesser package, you just get flip of the coin, whoever yeah. just uh, happened to be available. Mm-hmm. So you were available for the lesser package. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, <laughs> always. I'm always available for the package. But we would just sit in the back and... and uh, hang out depend on how many and we were the bitch of it was we were included in wedding packages but we weren't getting paid extra oh it's just we were part being, of your shift yeah it sucked okay because they I were making money on us yeah. <laughs> i know sj's done uh wedding packages with a uh, rock vault before they've done like full-on rock and roll weddings yeah that's pretty cool yeah that's that's pretty it's pretty badass i like when they're very personal some people get upset about it i know uh two comedian friends of mine uh she she's she, uh, well she's famous so she's just know a famous person uh and their writer famous writer husband helena bottom carter helena bottom carter correct they got married and they had like llamas and shit they just said like they went like off the walls they just had like this bonkers bonkers <laughs> wedding and uh, the parents were just like, what are we watching? <laughs> like, they're just like, they did not, they're upset. They're like, were we even at a wedding? You know? Oh. And they're like, this is the most personal thing we could do. Like, this right. is exactly like this every inch of this thing. was yeah. what we wanted. This is, this is all, this is all That's us. Awesome. Ours was microscopic, but we loved it. Your when, package? Yeah. Still is. <laughs> Still Someone out there for everyone. That hasn't changed. No, but <laughs> Ann and I went to a small chapel here in town. Yeah. And uh, we did everything, dinner, rings, for like seven hundred bucks. That's wow. good. Everything. Yeah. That's I mean, good. we just in and out. That was just the table at mine, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that mine was mine was significantly more expensive <laughs> yeah, yeah, than yeah. that. Yeah. No, we went we went super super cheap. That's what's always crazy to me when people come in and they're like, "Well, we paid two hundred and seventy five dollars for." This doesn't happen very often, but I'm like, do you know how much a real wedding costs? Right, in? right, right. Not oh, that they're trying to fake, like, but they're like, they're do trying you to know get how a, much a, a real, yeah. yeah, getting a space and yeah, the whole deal. Forget it. Um, oh, people like get upset about your prices. Yeah, uh, not very often, but a, a couple of times it's happened mm-hmm. where I'm like, do you know how much money you're actually saving right now? Yeah, yeah, all the money. All of it. You're saying all the money. All the money. So you're gonna. You think that's something you you're gonna stick with? Is is there any? Is this something that you consider temporary? Are you kind of cool to find this niche? No, ride it out. I'm totally cool with doing this forever. I don't see a time where I would not want. I in fact, I like. I had a dream last night. I moved to California, and I was like, "How do I get ordained here?" I'm like, that's what. Why not? So you I like, love doing it. You yeah. like the gig. Yeah. And people are seem to be very fond of my ceremony. So and I I I'm fond of love. I'm I like the idea of it. People are happy when they come in. Yeah. Um they get emotional for the right reasons. Mm. And uh very very rarely are people upset. Mm. Because even if things don't go exactly the way that you planned, people tend to want to be like bigger than little things on a, mm-hmm. when on a they're day like that. Yes. When they're, and they got to want to move on too. Yeah. 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 And those little quirks make it special. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. All right, Brian, you want to stick around for scoop mail? Fuck yeah. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's get into some scoop mail. Message for you, son. Uh, we got one here from MMD, not a real Dr. Scoop. Yes. <laughs> Hey guys, I thought I should send you some critical information on some important questions recently brought up on the latest exceptional episodes. Regarding Sriracha. Uh, so this is not about the latest episodes. This is a couple of weeks ago. Well. In our, in our grand fashion. Recent. Yeah. They, they probably wrote this as soon as they heard it. Oh no, I'm sure that th- this is not they sent it in late. Yeah. Uh, regarding Sriracha, it is a type of hot sauce made from a paste of chili peppers, vinegar, garlic, sugar, and salt. It is named after the coastal city of Sriracha in some province in Thailand. Yeah, well, I know that part. But here's the thing. Is it named this? this okay, keep, keep going. They might answer my question before I get... Uh, it's where it may have first been produced for dishes served at local seafood restaurants. May have. Yeah. I hate that term. Doesn't clear up anything. Yeah. <laughs> then it may have also just been rubbed on the balls of pets. Come on. Oh, that, get them to race faster. Oh, no, that, that's that's for sure. That is not a bad idea. That is, that is absolutely for sure. There is no question about that. Uh, regarding diamonds in your shampoo. I don't All right. Remember, did we talk about Paul this? Paul brought up a brief. I didn't bring it up. It was in an email or something, but I don't remember. I don't remember diamonds in your shampoo at no, all. I, re- was, and I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I was like, what the hell are they talking there's about? There's a shampoo bottle that had a fake diamond in it. I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find it. Oh, I do remember that. Okay. There you go. In 1984, Revlon Flex Shampoo ran a diamond giveaway contest and had a small plastic diamond in every bottle. Check it out on YouTube. There you go. Also, Perel Shampoo. Do you remember Perel? Had a pearl in the bottles. If you haven't read Tina Fey's Bossy Pants, you have missed her hilarious take on Prell. She wrote, In my youth, I washed daily with ivory soap and Prell shampoo. Everyone knew Prell was the best shampoo because you could also use it to clean a frying pan. <laughs> you have to love those old ad campaigns. Thanks for reading my email. As Frank Zappa said, Keeping it greasy so it'll go down easy while I'll fuck you in the face. Yours, Michael D., not a real Dr. Scoop. Thanks, Michael D. Thank you, Michael D. Yeah, if you haven't read Tina Fey's Bossy Pants, just do it. You should do that. Actually, what you should do, you should do what I did, which is uh, get the audiobook and listen to Tina Fey read her book, Bossy Pants. Ooh. Yeah, do is, that too. Really good. Um, el, excuse me, Sriracha. Yes, Tahini. Me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wonder if you know uh what cheese is the favorite cheese of Jesus Christ? Uh I don't know, man. Swiss cheese. Okay. Great. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure you knew. Thank you. I write it down. Yeah, write it down because if you meet him and he asks for cheese, you want to know what kind to give. Yeah, man. I'm glad we stopped for that. <laughs> We have one here from Skuptulu. So we know what order you guys wash in. What order do you guys dry in oh, after the shower? Oh, now we're the getting same. somewhere. The same. What are you going to do? Dry off your feet and then put your foot juice on your head, you <laughs> dumbass? What the fuck? You go top down. <laughs> what order do you dry? Paul has definite opinions you on this. You savages. Do you... <laughs> Do you dry your butt and then move down your legs? No, butt is last. Right. Ass juice is always final. 
if you're if you're dabbing off ass juice, you're done with that towel, <laughs> or you should be. But you cleaned your ass. I'll tell you what I'm done. I'm not saying I'm not saying you never use that towel again. Yeah. But that's Burn the it. last step for that <laughs> afternoon's activities. Sure. You so, do not dip back into that towel. You certainly don't go for the head after the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Little ass to head action. No way. I uh, I towel. I think in the same order as you, Paul. I shower. Any I don't. Sane person dries I, from top to bottom. The water is dripping down. I was following gravity. I was trying to figure out why I shampoo last, which is a no sacrilege to you. It's just inane. But and, why? Because uh, I uh, I don't like I don't like shaving cream. So I I you shave suds, on the final. I suds up my face last, so that the the distance between getting out of the shower and going to the mirror, my face is still as wet as possible. Oh. So I just shave, and so. After shampoo, I shave you know, quickly. I shave in the before I shower. You do. I do I too. I do. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I'll day, shave after. But it. But it's like I'll forget, or I'll get out of the shower and be like, "Fuck, I need to shave." The other day, right. I forgot. The other day, I got in and I was taking my shower, and I was like, "Oh, fuck, I forgot to shave." So I stepped out, but I'd already washed my face, mm-hmm. and it's a much nicer shave after your face is nice and moisturized, yeah. and you've washed. But. Then you still have to go back in and wash your face again to get it all cleared off nice. Well, the thing is, I don't like, I don't have to get, you know, I don't use shaving cream, so it's I don't easy. either. I don't use right. shaving cream either. Yeah. Uh, oh, see, I use, a, I use a really nice, like, I, I use a super nice shaving cream. Like one of those that you like put it, in the bo- put it in the bowl with you, the uh, with what? the brush and everything. Emulsive. And who the fuck has that kind Emolians. of time? You make a fucking bowl of shaving cream? It doesn't take any more time than I mean, it, it might take an, an extra thirty seconds over using like a can of shaving cream. Ain't nobody it, got time for that. It is no really way. not much slower. Brian, uh, when do you shave your face before or after? <laughs> During. During. Good. Yeah. Good. You have one of those no fog mirrors in the shower. No. Oh. A buddy of mine did that. He had the no fog mirror in the shower, and I did it while well, we, we shared a household and a, and a thing. I did shave did get, in the did shower. You on that? And I did, but then as soon as I didn't have one, I didn't go get it again. Me neither. Yeah. I've done that before, too. I think cause somehow, sometimes it comes out uneven. Yeah. Cause you, oh, yeah. Yeah. The, those, those, those no fog mirrors are tricky. Yeah. They're like fun house in a way. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And then I come out with some freaking weird, like Nike swoosh of a beard. <laughs> swoosh. That's so, the hardest thing to maintain. Is, I didn't is, know that guys had no fog mirrors in the shower to shave. I didn't know that was a thing. Some it is. Do. It's real. Yeah. It's, it's real. a real deal thing. It's a real yeah. thing. But yeah, you, you got to be careful. You end up with uh, somewhere between Color Me Bad and <laughs> Juggalo style. <laughs> I, uh, the the hardest thing is my cross. And Jacob, I know you must deal with this too. My side of goatee, yeah. the connecting area between the sideburn and, and the goatee. The altitude of that, right, and keeping that even on both sides. Yeah, keeping keeping like all of yeah. Yeah, that's the hardest part. It's all tricky, but that's much better than having a clean shaven face, which just takes forever. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, I dry my face first. <laughs> dry your face first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brian, just for our, our pervert listeners, just take us through your whole shower. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First, no. Uh, if it's hair, it's hair first. Okay. But I'm a girl, so we don't Not always wash. I right. didn't wash my hair today. There you you go. Got a shower cap? Uh, no, I just put it in a one of those clippy things and <laughs> yeah. forget about it. Yeah, 
clip it. <laughs> clip, clip it. Day. Clip that hair. <laughs> oh. Is this sexy shower music? Yeah. Really, it sounds you like it's the closest you didn't we got. That? You didn't the closest we that? got. That didn't, that didn't read as sexy shower music? I mean, Tony Longworth. Thank you, Tony Longworth. Tony Longworth is furious right now. It's a stretch, but okay. <laughs> of course it's sexy shower music. Uh, Tony Longworth actually titled this piece of music Porn Number 5. Oh, good. It sounds like space porn. That is where porn number five happens. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, porn it. one through four is, you know, within the earth. Earth. Earthbound. <laughs> earth porn. We'll earthbound love. Different Tony Boring. porn music. Yeah. Yawn. Space porn is Space better. Space porn is where it's at. <laughs> You're saying your shower? <laughs> what is, it? is this country I got, space I got, porn? Sorry, I got lost What in the it. fuck is this? This is beautiful. Hicks in space <laughs> fucking. <laughs> country space porn. Yeehaw. I'm doing my cousin <laughs> in the space country shower. Aren't those the lyrics to my old Kentucky home? Mm-hmm. Okay. Best day anthem ever. <laughs> Alternate lyrics. Anyway, then it's face. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. And with regular soap, neck first. Just saying. Okay. Neck. I think is weird. As I was doing it, I'm like, this is weird. You but I'm not going to stop. my neck. <laughs> is that what you I just thought? never. No. <laughs> Paul's neck is filthy. <laughs> Why didn't I? Neck. No wonder my wife is being gagging every time she goes to give me a peck on the, on the neck. <laughs> I don't wash my neck. <laughs> Filthy, I I should. There was a mushroom growing there. <laughs> should have clued you in. Should have figured it out. Is Had that... a Smurf village in my neck. I know a woman who died trying to clean Frankenstein's neck. Electrocuted herself to death. Like a toaster in the tub. <laughs> it's in my wedding speech. You got to touch the right <laughs> bolt first, then the left yeah, bolt. Otherwise, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. He did like the other way. He wasn't car. grounded. He like jumped in a car. No. <laughs> ground it first. Uh, you dumbass. All right. Uh, we got one here from the evil midnight scooper. What scoops at midnight? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, this is important. I'm sure. So I was listening to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. Yes. And for the second time in the past month, Ruby Keeler gets mentioned. Ruby Keeler. Wow. Do you see? Now, as we all know, Gilbert Gottfried was a guest on Penn's podcast, and Penn was a guest on Gilbert's podcast. Do you see? Another guest on Gilbert's podcast was Paul Shearer. Paul Shearer hosts How Did This Get Made? Which Episode 128 of How Did This Get Made has special guest Rachel Bloom. Do you see? I see. Matt Donnelly has 12 letters. There are 12 J-Y-O-T-I-R-L-I-N-G-A-S in Hindu Shavasim. Do you see? There are 12 tribes of Israel and 12 apostles, 12 days of Christmas, 12 months in a year. Do you see? Matt Donnelly is an anagram for damn. Tell Tony. Who is the Tony in question? Tony Blair. Co-conspirator Tony Longworth. Or more likely, the first Tony in Tony Tony, Tony. Oh, they've done it again. Because it never rains in Southern California. Do you see? I get it. Rearranging the letters in Ice Cream Social leaves you with caco crime lies, which it does. And if we take the letters of lies, we can rearrange it to be isle. Isle as in a tiny peninsula or island. Do you see? We are all just living on island time, man. Matt Donnelly's 
Island Time. Well, I think there's a couple things we can take away from this. (laughs) (laughs) My head hurt. Please do. We need to have Gilbert Gottfried on the show. Mm -hmm. Sure, that should be easy. I I mean, that's a that's a quick get. Yeah, yeah. It's only a couple steps up for me. Mm -hmm. And um, then we should be on his show. Okay, there you go. Okay, then. Deal. I'll write him. (laughs) I would love to have him on our show. I know, but there's no way that he'll do pens and that'll be that. He doesn't. Do a lot. No. Yeah, he didn't do much of anything. Yeah. Uh, except be awesome. Oh, he's, no, he's, he's wonderful. He's awesome, and his podcast is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, got to hang, I got to hang out with him a few times years ago because SJ was sharing a, a show that she was doing was sharing a showroom with uh, with Gilbert. He was doing a, a oh, stand-up nice. stand up bit, so we got to hang out a couple of times. And I know Paul as well. I know Paul Shear as well. Yeah. Um, I We're trying to just do, get anything out of this scoop. Now. I may have mentioned before <laughs> I got to see You him. highlighted it. I got to see him and uh, Jack McBrayer in it I want to talk about, but I forget do a two-man oh. improv at uh, one of the Del Close marathons oh, yeah, that yeah. just shrucked my fucking world. Fan for life. Yeah, I, I love how did this get made. Speaking of Keeler, got his first haircut today or yesterday. Yeah, how did it go? It was tough. So we were trying not to. Get his haircut at all? Oh, okay. We just, I just like it. We just, it took so long for him to start growing hair that we just, I just didn't want to do it. Right. My wife and I could be like, "It's time to get a haircut." I'd be like, "No," and then I would ask her, and she's like, "No." We just kept talking each other out of doing it. It really long flowing hair, and everyone's calling him a girl all the time, and we still didn't care. Uh, But uh, finally, he started uh, getting the habit of twisting it, and so Mm -hmm. he basically was giving himself dreadlocks that we were no longer able to comb out of, and so we went to uh, a little kid's place that had like little cars. And uh, sit the planes and shit. And right. after Matt got his haircut, and then I got my haircut, and I was like, "Who, who wants dinner?" Um, but but, but uh, Keeler picked the pink car to go get the kid haircut, in, which I was very happy about. Um, and uh, handled like a champ. Was almost got upset for a second, and then didn't get upset, and just sat there and got his haircut like a man. Good. And uh, my wife and then on got the a shave. Hand, did not handle it well at all. Oh. Couldn't stay, couldn't, couldn't oh. figure it out. It just oh. was really getting upset, you know. And it's just tough. It's really is crazy. It's like, his first thing. Yeah, because he's not even three yet. Like, he's still two. And just the difference in, like, we remember his second birthday and who he was. And just he's, his language skills, his height, his everything is just really happened so fast. Mm-hmm. And so to see him actually have, like, a boy's haircut and look like, just yeah. like, a, like a grown little boy... It really was heartbreaking. It really was Aww. so sad. It just, it just, it's, it's the just baby's gum. They, they. I swear to God, if if you have a kid, like you know, you talk about time machines. Like all you do is go back and see your kid at different ages. I mean, the last time I was at your house, because I hadn't seen Keeler in a few months at that point. Yeah. And I mean, he was sitting there and he was telling me about Hilliard's toys, and you know, he, he's showing me around the garage, and you're telling me you know, what, what what was everywhere and everything, just giving me a little tour. It was amazing. Yeah, no, I mean it's not. Oh, like, you're humongous. And then he uh, also like we, you know, I have to bring him to daycare, so we do these recordings. And um, he, today he didn't want to go. Okay. Very much did not want to go. But then he was like, he got in the car and he's like, "School's closed, Daddy. School's closed. We got to go back home. It's closed." <laughs> I love it. And I was like, "He's not even three, and he's like trying to pull." I just he's like telling he switched you, he's tactics. telling you what's up. That's the thing. He switched tactics. Like at yeah. first he was crying he didn't want to go. And then he was just realized that to, wasn't working. That wasn't working. And he switched tactics. And I just thought that was so fascinating. He's he, right. School is closed. School is closed. Mm-hmm. School's, school's out. For uh, summer. And then my other kid is walking now. He's just started walking. Saw that. Which is, which now is you're a totally crazy thing. Yeah, yeah you got two walking so, babies. Two walking. 
He's operating at a different altitude. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. Um, they grow up too fast. All right. What else we got? Uh, we got one here from Dark Side of the Scoop. All right. Hi there, long-time listener, first-time writer here. I wanted to write in a few times, like the time I became a double scoop, but never found anything funny to say. So I finally decided, fuck that, and instead I just wanted to say how much it means to me that you do this show. Lately, I've been really fucking depressed because I feel like my life isn't going anywhere. I'm 23, and I've never had a serious relationship, or a not-serious relationship either. I recently found the perfect girl that I felt uh, was made for me, but she said she doesn't want anything serious with me. The worst thing is that there's this other guy, an exchange student from fucking uh, Ecuador, that she's so enamored by, I feel defeated and worthless. On top of that, I started my master's in electrical engineering, but it's so boring, I feel like I just want to scoop my eyes out instead of sitting there three hours on end every day. The funny thing is... Oh, good. I was afraid we weren't going to get to anything funny. Uh, I already have thoughts, but go ahead. The funny thing is I'm actually doing pretty good. And uh, but I just don't give a shit at all because it's uh, not what I want, uh, not what I need or want right now. Anyway, in the middle of all of my misery, you are the one, you are one of the shining beacons, uh, not a typo uh, that managed to make me feel not shitty. So let me thank you with all my heart on behalf of everyone that is going through a difficult time in their lives, fucking you in your meat holes with a bathroom katana hanging over our heads. Dark side of the scoop. P.S. I hope the scoop name isn't taken yet, but for some reason I feel that it is. I don't think so. Nope. Um, and P.P.S. When I have some spending money, I'll become a patron, or I'll piss away my money on the Steam store, one or the other. Either way. All right. Well, we'll, we'll let's hope Patreon. Um, and yeah, and then please stick with the mechanical engineering thing. Yeah. Because that'll help our Patreon out a lot. We need that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. do that. Uh, I want to I want to wind it back a little bit on that one. So so one is that uh, your occupation is not your interest. So uh, if you have a talent for becoming a mechanical engineer, we need mechanical engineers on this earth. So electrical, please. Electrical engineers. Yeah. Oh, then never mind. Screw <laughs> it. Leave it. Run away. Um, uh, just finishing up. Fool us. A lot of magicians have uh, some kind of engineering background, which mm-hmm. I thought was sure. kind of interesting. Um, isn't that what Taylor Swift is doing right now? becoming an engineer <clears throat> she's like taking a break and going to go learn how to build things and stuff like that uh, wrong kind of engineer she's uh, learning how to drive trains <laughs> is that right <laughs> yeah I believe, I believe that's what she's doing I would love that <laughs> um, as for your as for the girl you thought was perfect and then she didn't really like you in that way I want you I want you to go back and listen to the Brian Graham episode because oh yeah, this is hard for me to say because I, I appreciate you writing in. I appreciate that we're there for you. <laughs> yeah, but you're doing it wrong. Well, and I'll, you're right. And but also, welcome to 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, wrong, I learned this around the same age. So I did I, too. I, 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 this is well, I didn't even I didn't even learn it till I was like almost 30. Right. I have this torturous, torturous. Uh, I was very well liked socially and still could not hook up a lot and, and could not really get the girlfriend that I really liked. And uh, one is you got to stop putting girls on pedestals before they want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Because one, it's just unhealthy for your emotional attachment. You're actually asking this girl to validate you instead of actually feel chemistry and date you. So that's your fault. And then also she can see that coming from a mile away. If, you, if a girl feels like that she's already this A-plus princess in your mind, nothing could possibly go wrong, it's intimidating and boring at the same time to proceed into a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. If, you, if she can see the next 10 years, no problem, and just her just being there to help you feel like you're awesome, that is a re- that is a trap for her and is no fun. So there's is is, is an Irish poem that inspired me at one point when I was a fucking miserable fuck. 
and it was uh, Never Give All the Heart Away was the title of it. And that's things don't ever like make her earn something from you and make sure she's you're earning something from her and that you're both trying to figure shit out together. And so don't think she's perfect before you actually get to go out and spend time with her and hang out with her. Because nobody is. Nobody's worth it. We all think we have a secret bag of shit and a secret bag of crazy that we don't want to unleash on someone else. And that's what relationship makes relationship great when you figure out that you're each other's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong here? You, no. Yeah, that, n- go ahead. that sounded so wise. I'm just like marveling <laughs> over here. Damn, I'm, this is some good you advice. You have to find, you have to, yeah, you have to realize that everybody's fucked and you got to re- find the crazy that you can take. Yep. And start just really wanting to, the best, uh, another great advice I got from my friend Sean, uh, go, Come up with date ideas that you want to do yourself. Things you actually want to do. That you actually want to... Like someone's coming to town or some festival's happening or some museum or whatever. Like think of things you actually around you want to do. And then invite girls just to do something that you're going to go to yeah. whether they're going or not. And then that's the best way to figure out if you're going to hit it off with someone. Mm-hmm. And the best way to showcase yourself and showcase your vulnerability and yours just without hanging it all out to dry yeah. and some getting to know you session at some place that you didn't want to have dinner with at the first that's place. That's a really it's, good idea. I'm going and doing this thing. Want to come? Yeah. No? Fine. I'm going and doing this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that thing's coming up, make sure you you keep asking different people until you find someone who wants to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then don't worry about it. And then and then if nobody comes, great. Who cares? You got to focus on yourself more. It's it's a backwards logic thing, but you got to focus on yourself more and know what you you want, and then what the other stuff comes. Here's and here's where it gets really dicey. This is advice that I don't. I've never given out before. This is something I absolutely did for myself. If you feel like you, you still get your touchy-feely tingles or whatever too soon, if you feel like, oh, shoot, I'm really liking this girl and it's not time yet, go ask someone else out. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. But this is exactly what I did. And it, it really broke my habit of falling for people too early. And the deal is that if I was constantly trying to go, like if, if I went it's out a with a girl idea. and she couldn't hang out with me until Saturday and I really liked her, I would make sure I tried to find another date for Friday. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and it's just a really good way to just not be caught up in shit until it's time. It's as much as girls want to complain about it. It's much better in the role where they create the 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 stepping forward into relationship part than the guy. When the guy leads in the relationship part, it's usually pretty bad. So, uh, that's terrible advice to go with my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening, and we're glad that we can help. And twenty three, you got a freaking yeah. Don't you even have don't decades even worry of hooking up again uh, ahead of you that don't are even so worry great. about it. Yeah, you, you put so much pressure in high school and college and all this other stuff, and even in your small town. And you know what matters in before you're twenty three? You know what matters? Popularity, mm-hmm. popularity, and perception of your relationship. You go out with someone and you think about what will other people think about us going out all the mm-hmm. time. And when you get out of twenty three and kind of into the real world, that goes away real fast. And it really just comes like, is this person fun to hang out with? Would their body parts feel good up against my body parts? Yep. Let's do this. It's mostly about anal. You're yeah. in a you're in a better position. The idea that high school or college is the best time to hook up is a total lie. Yeah, so you're hooking in, up as an adult in the regular world so much more fun. Yep, so much better. You're in a better position not having gone through the bullshit. Yeah, in high school and anyway, and all that stuff. Yeah, and you're still fresh pickings. So yeah, know. keep it chill. Focus on yourself. The other stuff will come. Don't rush it. And I know it's, I know it sounds like stupid, but 
Just don't rush it. That don't girl, that girl it. who was perfect for you wasn't. Fuck her. Yeah, she's not. She, she, would, she, she might have been some Tanzanian dude. If she went for someone just some more exotic, because you want to do that, like you just fucking. That's what the, you know what that guy? That guy was just a mystery, and he was somehow exotic, and mm-hmm. she put a value on him like you put a value on her. Right. And you're all fucked up. And the only guy who's better for it is that Ecuadorian kid. Yep. <laughs> well, maybe she's perfect for the 23 year old you, but like 25, 28 year old you is gonna be totally different. Truth. Oh, good talk. That's Good some talk. that's some real right there. Yeah. I like to like choke it back a little bit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time you've heard that, isn't it, man? Yes, it is. <laughs> that is great, Jacob. You did not pull that yourself. I know. Nope. That. <laughs> it's like there's no way you were pulling that. We we have like a nice little army of scoops now that are sending me drops. It's amazing. Oh, I like that a lot. It's yeah. a like that habit. Really a lot. good drop. Micro scoop just sent me the uh, the Matt rub ragged one. Oh, that's good. One. Rub dudes ragged. <laughs> That's, that's a new one for this week. Uh, I like ones. that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're on Jack versus We should do a little Jack versus Third. Jack versus Nerd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. Oh, I can't, we have a lady here. We have a lady <laughs> in the studio. Oh, and it was an honor of the lady. Sensibility. <laughs> and that's, uh, <laughs> that's from our boy Pat, who actually came out to the Bucket Show last week. Pat, 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 Pat. <laughs> he got, well, I don't know if it's up yet, but the 360 Bucket Show is out there. I think I think it's just to, I think it's just the, uh, I think it's just a, he does have a version of it that we retweeted. Yes, but, but I don't the know 360 one's coming. Yeah, I don't know if it is. I think there might have been technical error. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. So this thing that we didn't ask him to do that he insisted on still doing might not be happening. And well, then, he, then he apologized to me for not doing it. And I was like, I'd never asked you to do it in the first place. It's really okay. Please stop creating emotional debts to this <laughs> yeah, show. It's fine. It's it's fine. But he came out. We had Fuck a beer. Fuck you all! Uh, uh, <laughs> we, had a, uh, we, had a, we had a beer and a cigar with him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jacob and Pat buried the hatchet. They did. <laughs> we never had a public hatchet. No, we never had a public hatchet. Nope. But privately, we did. <laughs> but it's all is good. Yeah. All is good. Pat is a Pat is a world of of activity, though. Mm-hmm. He is he is a handful. Mm-hmm. He is a handful. Thank you, Pat. All right. Uh, we have uh, uh, Jack versus Nerd here today from Stop or My Mom Will Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's good. Man, I love scoop names. That's really good. <laughs> Hello, Jacob and fine friends. Uh, after some hometown pride coming from our local sports team being promoted uh, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal recently coming out saying he loves our beloved cobblers, here's some Northamptonian jock versus nerd coming in your ears. Buddy, you know more about Northampton than any of us. Yep. Paul, yes. Northampton has two main sports teams. The Cobblers and the Saints, which leads me to ask, which of the following sports teams are the Saints of football and which are not? Okay. What? I don't know. All right. Let's just get out of here. All right. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Keep going. I, I have no idea what any of this... Okay. So, uh, which of the following sports teams are the Saints of football and which are not? So, these are all teams that play football or may not. Yes. And they're called the Saints. I think so. Go ahead. The Lady Saints. Okay, Lady Saints are not football. Not football. Those are volley that's volleyball. Yeah, okay, uh, I get this now. Saint Johnstone. Saint Johnstone. I'm gonna say they're footballers. Yep. Northampton. 
Northampton are footballers. Not football, rugby. Oh, fucking shit. St. Patrick's, <laughs> Patrick's Athletic. Soccer. St. Patrick's Athletic. Yeah, footballers. Football. Southampton. We just said it. That was Northampton. Oh, for fuck. Okay, the Southampton is football. It is. God damn. St. Paul Saints. The St. Paul Saints. No, they're not. They're not. They're baseball. Ah. St. Helens. St. Helens are not. They're not. They're rugby. Yeah. Our Lady of the Lake. Ooh, no, they're rugby. They're athletics, but they're not football. Okay. <laughs> New Orleans. Yes. Uh, trolling British answer here. Not football. Gridiron head hand egg American wah, football. Wah. Hand egg. I, they call it hand egg. Hand egg is great. Do I, they call it hand egg? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do love calling it gridiron. Grid, gridiron, gridiron is yeah, and calling it American gridiron. I, I'm a fan of that. Yeah. It sounds like some. Yeah. If the NFL had to change their name to American Gridiron tomorrow, they'd be all right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, they probably should. Yeah, I mean, it is dumb that we call football. We have no argument except for like, no. oh, we just did it. I don't know. Kind of like if we started calling you guys Indians when you're Native Americans. You know, we just <laughs> right. did it. It stuck. We never changed it. Nope. It's done. It, well, they're not really Native Americans. They're just the people who lived on this continent. Well, America by, Vespucci. By what native means that you just live here? Yeah, but, but mm, no. But they're not Native Americans. Well, they're native to um, the. They're native the, to the, the, the continent call, mass. Yes, that's all we're talking about. Yeah. That is stop trying I to make native. Know what beef is? If native, <laughs> I have had beef experience. I know beef. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, uh, like. I, I'm with you to stop calling them Indians, but I mean, we, we shouldn't. We shouldn't even be called America. It's dumb. So what should we be called? I don't know. But how did we get here? Where, how have we got? We're here? named after an Italian map maker. That's fine. I guess there's names for for everything. Mm. What where would you? Go? <laughs> Unless we were called like Mountain Land or something. Or but Mountain. we're not all Mountain Land. <laughs> I know. There's no word that encompasses the country. Right. So we should just go for a symbol like Prince. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Who the hell cares? All right. So uh, I got one wrong on that one. You did. So Good job. Trouble. I'm gonna enlist Brianna to help me on this one. Oh, great! Northampton is the birthplace of prolific comic book writer Alan Moore. I didn't have to tell you that, though, Matt. And no uh, one of his most well-known creations is The Watchmen, obviously, just talking to everyone else, not Matt. So which of the following are Watchmen? The rest are other cre creations of his. Are you familiar with The Watchmen, Brian? Not as, a, as much as I should be. You saw the movie? Yep. Okay. Good. Me too. <laughs> uh, Jabulan. By the way, we've talked about this on air. The, the, the first part of The Watchmen, the opening credits of the movie and the first chapter of the, of the, of the graphic novel is very fascinating. I think more fascinating than the actual book, The Watchmen. Uh, well, I mean, the whole thing is just great. He, yeah. I thought, I thought he did about as well as you could do adapting that to the film. Yeah, so did I. But the it's idea an impossible they, task. When they had like superhero leagues of different people, like the whole opening. Yeah, that. Yes, that is a, that is a great. I was like, oh, I wish I, was, I wish the did. whole movie was this. Well, that's just it, and it. If he'd gone that heavily stylized for the whole film, it would have been quite the exercise. Yeah, but that love scene on the flying thing. Um, hey, what are right. you gonna do? Uh, it's in the comic. All right. Yeah, but it's not got that soundtrack. No, and or length. Barg. And then by that I mean the Ryan Reynolds cock. <laughs> it's not Ryan Reynolds. It's not Ryan Reynolds. It's uh. 
I wish I had the name. That would have been the funniest yeah, joke. Would have been, that would have been, been a hot joke. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that whole thing is crazy. Who was that actor? Patrick? Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> <laughs> As the tick. Oh, I forget his name. He was in the other movie, yeah. too. <laughs> he's, in, um, he's in Insidious. Yes. He's very good in Insidious. In that Oscar movie with... Um, oh, I can't come up with anything right now. The hot dog movie. The hot dog movie. The Oscar Mayer story. <laughs> what? That was a thing? No, I wish. <laughs> okay. I Kate, wish there were an Kate Oscar Winslet Mayer was Oscar, movie. was nominated for an Oscar oh, I wish in this there movie. were an Oscar Mayer movie. <laughs> that is what I truly like to see. As if there was an Oscar Mayer movie. Jacob, are you looking at this Everyone up? would buy a ticket to me. Yeah, but I, I just realized I don't know what that character's name is. Oh, oh for, for fart's sake. <laughs> Did you look up The Watchmen? Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at The Watchmen IMDb. But I don't, I'm, so I've got all their names get right off, here. Get off that page. All right. Let's go through the You're thing. Cheating. We'll You're cheating. We'll figure it out. Cheating Magoo. Uh, so uh, is this a Watchmen or something else? Okay, let's uh, do it. Jabulin. Jabulin. Brian, any guesses? I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess yes just cause to establish the pattern. <laughs> no is correct. Damn it. That character right. is from from hell. I now have to get the rest of these right. Jabulin. 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 The, the comedian. Forget. The what? The comedian. Yes, that's a Watchman. I'm going to go with yes, too. Yes is correct. Promethea. That is a Watchman. Yeah, I think. So Not a Watchman. No, wait, never mind. <laughs> that, is, that is my favorite Alan Moore book. My favorite Paul's Alan Moore reactions. character. Okay, so I know. Promethea, already, if I you know. haven't read Promethea, read Promethea. Okay. There, my highest endorsement. All right. It is so Paul's highest endorsement. No, I mean, honestly. There, read it. If you haven't experienced this already, you should do it. It's so goddamn good. It's an incredible exploration of literature as a living entity. It's it's so good. Just okay. read it. It's so fucking good. Great. Big figure. Yes, that's a Watchman. It's in the show. <laughs> I can't answer now because it's I in Watchmen. I'm just watching Paul. <laughs> it's in Watchmen. He's not a Watchman. He's a villain in Watchmen. He's from Watchmen. Yeah, okay, but he's not a Watchman. The category is from Watchmen, yeah, okay, right? Boy, I don't care at all. Uh, <laughs> you stink. Moonlock the Mystic. I mean, I already lost. Uh, no, not a Watchman. He's a Watchman. Boo, Boo Ramirez. Boobs Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> One of the more popular characters from Watchmen. Yeah. Boobs Ramirez. Does this and character his, have a his, face? No his, one knows. No one cares. Boobs Ramirez. Partner tits. <laughs> Quick. Don't look me in the face. Look at me in my tits. To the aerial helicopter. <laughs> That's just her running to the copter. Yeah. <laughs> Boobs Ramirez. Boobs Ramirez. There's a large body of water between us and the bad guy. How are we going to get across this body of water? That's her doing her bra. <laughs> I'm going to float. <laughs> These islands are going in the stream. Incorrect. The answer we were looking for was motorboat across them. Ramirez. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she motorboats herself across the river. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's Aquaman. I should have had... <laughs> got an outboard on this thing. <laughs> Aquaman came and motorboated her boobs. Weeping Gorilla. Uh, not a Watchman. Not Watchman. Kurt Vile. Watchman. Not a Watchman. Damn it. 
Ozymandias? Sure. Easy oh, that, that's say. a Watchman. That's, yeah. an, that's a Watchman. Ozymandias, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Translucia Baboon. Translucia Baboons. Booms Ramirez. <laughs> Translucia Baboons. Uh, not a Watchman. Not a Watchman. Yeah. That's it. I wanted to make a cobbler's pun as I'm sure it would be a shoe in for a good laugh, but whatever. <laughs> forever <laughs> fucking fine faces, forever stop, or my mom will scoop. Uh, awesome. Oh Weeping Gorilla is also in Promethea. It's uh, just kind of this weird thing that exists in the universe. It's on all their uh, billboards and stuff. Yeah, yeah that information was in the scoop mail. I chose not to read it because I didn't care. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Prome- again, Promethea. Absolutely highest endorsement. My highest recommendation. Go read it. Highest endorsement. It is wonderful. All right, so we got to do some thing. I want to thank Penn Gillette for creating this podcast. Yep. And uh, we should, uh, let's see, for, for, since Brianna's here, we should have a theme for our allegedly thank yous, right? What's our theme? Uh, what's, what could, can we do, like a wedding vow for them? Wait, you never opened my present. <gasps> Holy oh, shit. Matt has a birthday present he has to open. Matt. I am an idiot. Yeah, Brianna already gave Jacob and I gifts. Jacob got cookies. I got this cookies. Is the first gift I got is... a Stormtrooper uh, water bottle. This this is the first gift. Awesome. You can put whiskey in there, but I know you won't. I won't. <laughs> a scoop. Uh, I might put a fruity girl drink in there, though. We've never had uh, someone bring gifts for all of us as a guest. No, nope. pretty exciting. We've crossed over the line. We're just gonna have to have Brianna on a lot. <laughs> oh shit! I'm not opposed to that idea at all. Look My at face this. hurts from laughing. Look at this thing. Oh, that is awesome. Whoa. Oh, shit. It's a giant New York Giants glass beer mug. That's amazing. That's badass. Throw that in the freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's a Jay Renover. He's a fellow Giants fan. We commiserate with each other on Facebook when they lose. Which is once a week. Yeah, I was going to say. That's nice. (laughs) Ten times a year. Uh, For the last two years. Very nice. Thank you. This is a hearty glass. This has weight to it. That's what I said, too. This is Damn. Thank you so much. Happy You're birthday to me. Yeah, happy birthday. All right, so if you want to get married, uh, request Brian to marry you. But I didn't. we didn't tell you what chapel, but yeah, find me on Facebook. Find Just on Facebook. Go to a I'll chapel, and if Brian is there, she'll marry you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, oh, where's my ledger, ladies? Okay, I want to thank Pendula for creating this podcast, and then uh, we need to do some kind of wedding-themed uh, thank you, right? Uh-huh. Okay. What would you do? Uh, do you do uh, uh, words of advice to people? Um... Yeah, 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 I guess I do. Um, I'm trying to think if we can pimp you into doing anything to make this. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, uh, we'll do wedding vows to the person that we're thanking. Sure. So I promise. Yep. Okay, I vow. All right. I vow. I want to thank uh, Nicholas Petty. I vow that I won't uh, be picky about small problems mm-hmm. in our marriage. I won't be petty about them. Uh, Matt Daughtery. I vow that I won't leave you for our daughter one day. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Woody. Parfait hate machine. I promise. I promise I won't do it. I vow that even though I don't eat dairy anymore, I won't stop going down on you. Mm. <laughs> Matt Handley, I vow to treat you handily on a regular basis. Patrick Webb, I vow to never get caught up in all of your lies. Ooh. Matt McKenzie. I vow to not rape our daughter like that guy did to Mackenzie Phillips. <laughs> oh, oh. You mean her dad? Yep, that guy. That uh, guy. That guy. 
Because the story is more awful than the groan that you got. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> the story is terrible. Yeah. I want to thank uh, uh, Peter Hines, who I vow to pull the ketchup bottle out of your ass right, oh, right before you come. Out of his Peter Hines. <laughs> <laughs> so that you feel the best. Mm. All right. Matt Storm, I vow to see us through many storms of relationship problems. I vow Peter Neckdoodle to get a Labradoodle so you can have a Neckdoodle Labradoodle. Malia, I vow to have Malia's family reunion on our fifth anniversary. And Medea too. <laughs> Malia. Malia. It's not Madea's the same thing. Reunion. I Malia. vow to have Phil Tomlinson not get accused of child molestation by having his Tomlin son. <laughs> it's real easy to go with the baby yeah. rapes on this one. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Carrillo. I vow to Carrillo up next to you every night in bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, pickles. I vow, I vow to not just, uh, not just work the shaft of you, but also the balls. <laughs> Michael, I vow that you are my angel, my archangel. No way, that's Gabriel. Michael, you're pretty good, though. You were played by John Travolta. Uh, Rebecca, I vow to also work your shaft and your balls. Mm. Michael Calder, I vow to, uh, when, when someone asked me how my wife's day went, I'm going to say, I know exactly how it went because I called her. Rich Johnson, I promise that I'm marrying you not because of the wealth your cock has in a bank account, <laughs> but for your personality. Right. Not for your Rich Johnson. Right. Mike Wenz, I vow that Wenz is anytime you want it. <laughs> Rikoff Ivan, I vow do the fucking full Cadillac drive through <laughs> the whole Elvis kitten whoa. caboodle every month and renew our vows. Nathan, I vow to treat your hot dog right <laughs> and make it famous in my buns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jacob. Put mustard on. Oh, y'all are done now? (laughs) Were you too busy masturbating? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Also, thanks to Matthew Darks, Matthew J. Bates, the second Matthew Schmeel, Michael Edwards, Michael Hoffensfegger, Michael Jones, Michael Knave, Michael Short. Turn the page. Uh, Me, Joe Wilson, Minty Scoop, Nicholas Hall, Nick Farr, Nicole, Percy Morales, uh, Rachel Rasmus Nelson, and Rich. Thank you, guys. And if you oh, want to be thanked, uh, head over to patreon.com slash scoops. Uh, hit us up there and uh, check out our different uh, reward levels. Razor's Edge. Razor's Edge. We're at $4,444 exactly. If right. we stay right here, uh, you get bonus really episodes. right on it exactly? We're really yeah. on it exactly. Did somebody, somebody must have put money in to make it exact. I believe that is the case. <laughs> That's I believe, awesome. I believe it fell, I think, I believe it fell down to uh, 35 Below. and someone pledged and somebody, $9 to make it go exactly to the, to the level. Yeah. Um, so uh, I want to thank Brian Janae for coming on the show. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. So do you have a blast. Twitter shout out? Oh, um, yeah, I'm at Brian Janae, and I got a plug if that's cool. Please, um, doing the a show called Secret Identity Show. It's coming out. It's premiering May 13th. 
go to secretidentityshow.com if you so want to watch it. Okay, cool. It's, it's, a, it's, a, web a, it's a web series. Okay, yeah. great. So check that out May 13th. Uh, make sure you let us know when it's up, when everything's up, and we'll, we'll plug it again. I play Thank a sex s- addict who works at a comic book shop. Jesus, <laughs> did you just come in here just to fuck with Paul? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is poking me in my side right now? Well, I was going to say, why aren't you on Geek Shock? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You should go on Geek Shock. I'm we got to have you on Geek Shock for that show. When, yeah. when the show's out awesome. in May, you should go on Geek Shock yeah. and, and do it that way. There, I booked you on that show. Yay! Um, all right. I want to thank... Uh, Audio Mafia. Audio Mafia. I want to thank the Visual Mafia. I want to thank all the people behind our social media. I want to thank all the listeners, everybody who's just committing to listen to us week after week. Uh, we thank you so much. Um, as we continue to grow, it's a re- re- remarkably consistent. We appreciate everyone's commitment to thank keeping you, thank us you. in your ear holes. Um, if you want to turn someone else onto the show, Project Obelisk Scheme, pick one person, one person only, and find a way to get them to listen to our show. And subscribe if they really like it. Yeah. Uh, next week we're going to have a guest here. The Sunday Assembly is going to bring in a special, uh, special speaker. And uh, I was supposed to look that up in between episodes, and I did not. Um, <laughs> Kevin Preen from Sunday Assembly will be here. And uh, what else? What else? Oh, Bucket Show anytime, eleven thirty. Check that out. If Holy you, shit! If it's it's going to be late. If it's too late for you, you can always catch it on Catch with a K. Catch dot me, not dot com. Catch dot me slash Bucket Show. Mm-hmm. Catch the replay the next day. See how many times Paul walks off camera. Okay. Several will be the answer. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler. And come on out to see Fifty Shades. It might even happen. It might happen. Yeah, we might have sound working and yeah. holy. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, dip it us, Jack. We'll see you soon. I don't know if it's going to catch on or not. Jacob looked like a trained seal. I'm trying to find a way to make it one that popped up both times. I don't know how to do that now. No, you got to do it every time. He missed the last one. Yeah, we'll figure it's it out. It's not going to catch on. I don't know. It's, it's over. On. It's just because you don't want to clap, right? It involves effort. There's a lot of hands. <laughs> So fast. A lot of hand and. Did whatever happened with Fifty Shades, is that on the episode before this? Yes. Okay, that's why I'm like, what yeah. happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. We canceled the show. No. Uh, do you want to stick around and do a couple of limericks and haikus? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. She's all in. She's all in. I won a haiku contest one time, just saying. Yeah? Oh, the gauntlet has been thrown do you down. Have, we're just going to suck now. Do you have that haiku? Oh, Do you remember it, it was a. There were a ton. It was like a oh, you haiku had to keep slam doing a battle. Yeah, ah, I got wow. you. That was fun. <laughs> All right. Well, first though, we have some limericks. Oh, those drums! Ah, <laughs> uh, across the moors. <laughs> come, sure, those are those are words. Comes the. About to go a little DP Irish right here. Comes the DP Irish <laughs> with my Ellen Cleghorn. Justine Scuba Can- uh, Scuba Karma Cannon uh, would like a limerick about the crazy guy on the bus every morning that no one wants to sit near. You smell like old fish. Please stop screaming at me, dude. What the fuck is wrong? Limerick. That was a haiku, dude. I don't care. Get what Boom. I give you. Paul's last attempt was a miss. I did it I, I last week, too. I, I'm doing a fucking limerick. Jesus. Oh, sorry. Paul's last attempt was a miss. 
Uh, the bus is here. I got to get on this. Uh, my stop, I can't wait. While the Sky Master baits, despite him reeking of piss. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Parfait Hate Machine would like a limerick about how green dragons stink. Dedicated to my cleric, R.I.P. I don't know what any of that means. A green dragon apparently killed its cleric. Is that a Game of Thrones joke? It's probably a D&D reference. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, For my dragon, I rarely leave without. For in battle, he leaves no doubt. His anger and ire, as he plows through with fire, I still don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Scoopy Goldberg would like a limerick done by Corey the Camel. Topic, I've drunk too much coffee. Dedicated to all the scoops out there living the cube life. I really just needed caffeine, <laughs> but it's so much coffee, it's obscene. I got a bunch of creamer in here. Fucking creamer. Oh, I got a piss. <laughs> Scorbutic would like a limerick about what happens to the podcast when Matt leaves for five minutes and Paul gets to be in charge. Oh, fuck you, Scorbutic. Voiced by Johnny Australia. This is a limerick? Yay. Yes. <laughs> um, Breon cheers. It's bad. Oh, I hate Scorbutic right It's now. hard because I don't want to, I don't want to alienate Australians when the bucket show is basically about to become a show for Australians. <laughs> like the only people that will watch it online will now be in Australia. Mm-hmm. Matt leaves and I get to play. <laughs> what a beautiful Australian day. Let's all have our Fosters and have another Fosters. <laughs> Put a shrimp on the barbie, okay? Oh, I hate that, that was a limerick. <laughs> I hope you liked it. Did not. I love the beach and kiwalis. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I love when the opera house looks like sails. That's the design. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that was a missing from last week's episode. <laughs> Finally, Jeff Harris. Oh, here comes a haiku. Would like a haiku to valet car parkers. I will park your car. Give me the keys. Just trust me. Your car is now mine. I've been to that valet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's all we got for haikus and limericks today. It's time to do some songs. We got one here from Jeff Harris. Mm-hmm. Jeff Harris would like a song about hospital food sung by Paul Stanley, dedicated to my wife Jess. She's in the hospital for the next one to two weeks for pregnancy, and she will be eating, or we will be eating, a lot of hospital food. Nothing super serious. Baby is healthy, and mom is healthy, and being monitored. But we need to stay at the hospital as a precaution. Uh, good luck with the whole baby thing. And here's a little something from Mr. Paul Stanley. I hear some of y'all like. 
Jello. Yeah. You want a meal, but it's not very hot. You better eat it all, like it or not. You thought that was Jello? That's actually gravy. How about a milk in a carton for you? That's the kinds of things that we do. You thought that was Jello? Nope, that was gravy. What happened? Did you pause it? It just blocked up. Oh, sorry. Yeah, hospital food. It was a solid ending to that song. <laughs> it just ended there? Yep. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy that hospital food. This sucks. <laughs> Justine Scoop of Karma Cannon. I uh, would like to hear a song about what happens when Chris Hansen and his TV crew set up to film an episode of To Catch a Predator, but instead of napping a pedophile, they find an actual predator creature waiting. Excuse me, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, can you just hold there, sir? I'm, I'm Chris Hansen. Well, I'm sure that's, that's what you'd like us to believe, but we have the transcripts from the conversation that you had over the internet with Jeffrey, who you thought was a 13-year-old boy. It's actually one of our producers. Well, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't believe you, but that's not for me to decide. Oh, where are you going? What? All right. Well, okay. Well, I can't hold you. We can't keep you here. We just thought you might want to tell your side of the story. Where did you go? Where did you go? Did you guys see him? I see a shimmer, but I don't see him. Oh, the door's opening. I bet that was him. I bet that was him. Oh, shit, he's gone. Bill, you've got uh, a little triangle of lights on your head. Well, three little red dots. would like to hear of the country woes of paid parking in Las Vegas. It used to be free everywhere you see. You could park your car anytime and nobody would charge. No tow trucks gonna barge in there and take you out on their dime but now they make you pay it's just no fair no way everywhere is charging out the ass 
If you ain't got the money, you ain't gonna park, honey. Don't get in that car so fast. Don't charge to park. Don't make me pay to park. I just don't think you understand. If you make me park and then still pay to park, I won't spend money in your fucking casino. Fuck you, MGM. You're starting a terrible trend. There used to be a time when you didn't need a dime to park your car on LVB. Las Vegas Boulevard is now getting real hard to find a place to park your car for free. What the living fuck? What the living fuck? Why are you charging all this cash? The money I would spend in your machines in the end, but now you're taking it out my ass. Don't make me park and then pay to park. I just don't think you understand that if I park my car, then you make me pay to park. Well, fuck you. MGM Grand. Uh, now seems like an awkward time to say it, but MGM is actually the newest sponsor of the Ice Cream Social. Thank you, MGM Grand. Finally, Malia would like to hear a song about how Matt is the glue that keeps the ICS together. After last week, it's clear that he is the emulsifier that prevents ice cream meltdown. Sung in the style of Hall and Oates and dedicated to SJ, Paul, and Jacob. They try so hard. this whole song because there's no one here to keep me grounded we need many times when the social gets out of control i lose my mind till i hear matt's soothing voice come back on my microphone Matt really matters If you want the show to be any sense at all If he's not here, you see ICS gets real shitty Paul and Jacob just let it go right off the rails, you know SJ is trying But the scoops, they're all crying for a better show Whoa, where is Matt? The show sucks without him on. Whoa, where is Matt? We need him. Whoa, where is Matt? Jacob and Paul can't do it on their own. Whoa, where is Matt? Cause we need him. Hey, hey guys, I'm, I'm right here. Closet full of knives. 
Paul and S.J. do a song about a closet full of knives Once was funny, but I mean, come on How much mileage can you get from that? It's one fucking joke Oh, where is Matt? Where'd he go? We need him on Oh, where is Matt? Have the ice cream social Oh, where is Matt? He's the glue that helps it go Oh, where is Matt? On the ice cream social I love Bruce Springsteen and the Giants. It's Matt! Oh wait, that was just Jacob. But that was an uncanny impression. Pendulette. Oh, that's Matt. No, wait, it was just Jacob again. The show still sucks. Bruce. Oh, it's Matt. Bruce. For sure, that's Matt. Hey, you guys want to hear about how I got engaged? Oh, that's definitely fucking mad. Thank goodness. The show is saved. We were we were sitting there, and then we got Stop! engaged. Stop! See you next week, Scoops. <laughs>